Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution. An economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business, and the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by SAGE, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. I'm Ron Baker, along with my good friend and Veris SAGE Institute colleague, Ed Kless. And on today's show, folks, we have Brett Harrelson from Melio. Hey, Ed, how's it going? It's going great, Ron. Looking forward to today. It's going to be fun. Yeah, me too. Let me read Brett's bio. Brett Harrelson is a robust experience as a strategic leader focused on community strategy, He has been integral to influencing business growth while focusing on program development and management. As a user success expert, I'm going to ask you about that, Brett. Brett has consistently led transformational efforts to drive customer retention through global and cross-functional collaboration. He is well-versed in relationship building, critical partnership development, and event management, delivering solutions while managing product life cycles efficiently. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Brett. Ron, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. This is uh, incredible. Awesome. Well, let's start with your background. Tell us uh, <laughs> what led you to where you are today. Ron, that's a man. That's a really good question. I I, I love. I've always loved people, and I I love communities. They are incredibly interesting to me, and I think communities probably the strongest force on the planet. And as a, as a, I'm first off disclaimer, Ron, I'm a big nerd. So as a kid, I grew up playing games. I'm a huge gamer. I loved games ever since I was a kid, got really heavy into online gaming. Once, you know, the internet kind of came out, I started playing online games with people I didn't know in other countries. And it was just really, really interesting. So I sort of started making online guilds and communities and things for gamers. Fast forward 20 years, I, I still, you know, what I created 20 years ago is still alive and still rolling. Oh. And come to find out one of some of the people that I'd met in my game and my communities and in my online experiences sort of went off into their own adventures. And some of them started companies and some of those companies have been extremely successful. So fast forward, you know, to uh, 20 years, and I guess this was six years ago, one of my some of my former buddies in my uh, online community formed a company called Wix. I'm sure you've heard of them. And they asked me to come create something for the company that I did for them many years ago. And it was sort of this very uh, crazy cyclical where not really, in, or I wasn't really intending to do that, but secretly I, I knew that what I was doing as a kid was really, really cool. And one day, people would want this for them because it was, it's just when you, when you, I can't explain community until you really can feel it. Right. And it's so interesting. So anyway, that's kind of how I got into the community world. And I, I, it's kind of, I've never looked back. This is, I'm kind of in this space. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. That is so cool. You know, we, we haven't talked about this much on the show, but the, the the gaming is like an empire. It's amazing how many people around the world play it and how much money it generates as a sector. 
and you know, coming up, you're right, and, and and being a kid where where lots of different games were coming out, and that's when the online gaming really started, and you could actually start playing with other people. Now you pick up your phone, and it's much it's much more integrated and easy now. But then it was much more complicated, and I got really tired of going to a new game and having to find new people that would play on my schedule. So I sort of went outside of the games and started creating communities to sort of. Then when we wanted to go to a game, we went as a community. And I think at the height of it, we were in six or seven MMOs all at the same time, different chapters, just crazy stuff. And to, and to think of, I did that as a kid and now I'm doing it for, for as a profession. Don't tell anybody I said this. Okay, Ron, this is just between you and I, but <laughs> okay. I would do what I do for free just because I love it. Sure, sure. And that's, that's kind of when you know you're in your spot, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You talk to any great athlete and they say the same thing. I play this game for free, you know? Um, <clears throat> so Brett, what is a user success expert? So I think we've seen communities transform and the importance of community transform. Now I think what you're going to start seeing over the next several years is user success focused communities. And what does that mean? So, so if someone comes to your company to use your product, they're trying to, you're providing something, a ways to, a means to an end for them. There's something you're providing that allows them to do something successfully. That's the goal. But there's so much more to that. If you, if you dive deeper into a user's path or someone inside of your community's path, they're trying to do maybe something else that may not even be about your product, for example. And I'll just juxtapose this with Melio. Someone uses Melio, a small business uses Melio to pay their vendors. But inside of a community, inside of a, a system of other, other people who are doing the same things, the conversation can become much larger than just how to pay your bills. That's surface level. That's what the product brings. But what the product doesn't bring are a hundred other food and beverage business owners that are in your city that are getting together next week for a drink to talk about what their challenges are. Okay. That's another level of success. That's where, that's where I think community needs, that's where community is going to be, where it needs to go. And that's what I'm hyper-focused on is not just making your interaction with the product successful or to, to, to in, in terms of a company here, to bring a user on, make sure that they have a good experience, make sure they're able to pay their bill. But it's beyond that. It's beyond that. And that's where I think, that's what I think when I think success. Right. No, that's fantastic. I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, the three components of intellectual capital, human, structural, which is like what's left inside the business after the humans get in the elevator at night, and then the social capital. And we've been thinking for a, the longest time that social capital is the least understood and probably the least leveraged of the three. And I, th I think there's enormous latent potential in there. And it seems like community fits right in with that. Community does fit right in that. And, and you can, you can look at what a lot of uh, different entities and, and, you know, just, just again, to talk about gamers, look at what is happening in, in the gaming world and look what communities are doing and how they're activating outside of games. 10 years ago, I, I had to pay big bucks for a website and a forum to communicate with, with my, with my community. Now 
there are applications like Discord that make it seamless and easy. So there's there's so there's so many things that are popping up to facilitate the social need and, and the desired interaction between people. And it's it's incredible. It's it's really, really fascinating, Ryan. You've really touched one of my hot button topics that I, I could see I could talk about this for forever. I love it. Go ahead. Because <laughs> w- one thing I'm interested in, Brett, is is you have this online community, which are great. I mean, I'm a member of so many different discussion groups, and you're right. They come in for a surface reason, you know, some program or something. But then the conversations just go off in a million different, you know, branches. And I just find it fascinating. But then how do you meet up ultimately face-to-face? Because I still think there's that element of human contact that's really important to community. Well, I, I agree. And I, I think, I, I, I mean, are you at, so if you create an online space and, and to be very, very clear here, I'm specifically talking about a purposeful community. And I think when you construct these, it's really important to think about what's the purpose, what's the intent, what's the goal of this community. And I think the best communities on the planet have clear and concise goals and intent and reasons for existing. And trans and, and being in this online space, you 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 sort of peel the layers of the onion back a little more and you get a little deeper by having off-topic conversations. You may want to talk about how do you use this in the product? How does this work? I I, I how do I how do I put it in Emilio's terms, how do I avoid a check? I, I sent a check to my vendor, but now I, I, I need to avoid it. How do I do that? So it's product discussion, but then as people start being people, you as, as, as the, as the leader of this, of this space, you encourage people to have topics that sort of peel back the layer of the onion and reveal something else. And, and, and these conversations will come sometimes come naturally and sometimes you can instigate them. And then people actually realize that that's a person, you know, it's a person, but it becomes much more, it feels more like people and you, you know, someone before you meet them. And, and it's so incredible because so, so when I, so, you know, we, we, I went to scaling new heights and some of these other really cool uh, uh, conventions and some of the people that, that I had, cultivated and met online, I met them physically in person. And it's just, and it's just sort of like a transference of your online persona into, into reality. And, oh my gosh, I love you. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you in the flesh. You know, so it's, it, it it's definitely a really amazing feeling to have that transference from online to personal. I hope I answered your question there, Ron. Right. I no, deviated a touch. I- I, I can remember the first time, like, uh, you know, after getting on Twitter and Facebook and I forget the year, but then going to a dinner where I met a lot of these people for the first time face to face. And it was like, it's like an accelerant to the relationship. You, you already feel like, you know, the person. No, you're, you're, you're hundred percent right. And the beauty of online is what I, what I love the most about online communities is really you can you can create an artificial environment that suppresses jerks, right? <laughs> if you think about it, you really have that. You, you, you can do that. You can't do that in, in, in physical settings as easily, right? But, but um, that's the one thing that, that I think is great. So when you have that sense of camaraderie and purpose and goal, and then you transfer that to a physical space, it's, it's, inc- it's, it's, it's absolutely magical. It's absolutely magical. 
Right, right. Yeah, no, and you're and you're right. If if it's purpose driven, then the people there, they're self selected. They agree with the purpose, and you have something in common. I can think of several online communities that you know I'm a member of, and and they do do physical get-togethers. Um, you know, the New York Times does it, the Economist does it, and that just seems to really accelerate uh, the whole the whole purpose of the thing. It's really it's really magical to watch what happens that- when people get together. That's absolutely, that's absolutely it. And, and you and I can find something to disagree on and maybe even go back and forth and have a row. But if this is why I think purpose is so important inside online communities, because it doesn't matter what any of your views are, here's the purpose of the community and here's what we're moving towards as a group. And if you keep that as the stern and, and keep it, you know, your, your wheel locked in that direction, then you don't typically have a lot of the other social problems. Again, that's, that, that's part of crafting and part of the strategy of creating the community, but it's super fascinating. It's just people, man. It's just people. Right. And you know, it's, it, you watch all the, the, the terrible things that happen with on Twitter or whatever, you know, with canceling people or harassing them for uh, holding a different view. And you say things in an anonymous world where I would never say that to you sitting in a bar. Even if we were diametrically opposed, I wouldn't say those things to your face. And so drawing a community together, even though they might have diverse viewpoints, they still get along. It's civil, I guess. Well, number one, in a bar, if you were to say something rude to me, there, there are consequences. So, correct. And in yes. an online space where anonymity reigns, there are no consequences and I can say whatever I'd like to say, but Twitter's basically the wild, wild West. It's like speaker's corner in England, right? So, or London. So, so <laughs> that that's exactly what it is. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Well, Brett, this is great. I told you it would fly by. It's the fastest hour of our week. And folks, we'd like to remind you, if you want to get a hold of me or Ed, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. And we want to, uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, Melio. Uh, so, and now um, an accounts payable solution that both you and your clients will love, go to Melio.com slash TSOE to get started for free. And now a word from our sponsors. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Accountants and bookkeepers, listen up. Save time by streamlining your customers' payables with Melio. Melio lets you make all your customers' business payments on one simple dashboard. There's no monthly fees and you can send ACH transfers for free. Best of all, Melio syncs with your accounting software so everything is organized. Do yourself and your customers a favor. Join Melio so you can spend less time on payments and more time growing your firm. Visit Melio.com slash accountants for more information. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. Have you ever listened to an advertisement for a book so many times that you question the existence of God? Me too. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I recorded the advertisement for Ron and Ed's book, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Blah 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 Whatever, and four years later, we're all tired of it, especially me. But thankfully, there's a solution. For just $10 a month, you never have to hear my voice again. 
for a commercial-free version of The Soul of Enterprise, go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe now. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Hey folks, Ed here. Ron is far too modest to tell you about his new book with Paul Dunn, so I'm just going to have to go ahead and do it. Scheduled to release on December 8th, Time's Up, the subscription business model for professional firms, is going to rock the world like the firm of the future did two decades ago. While you can't get the book until December, you can join the pre-order club by buying the book and sending us your receipt. Benefits start in August and will continue through February. For more details, visit thesoulofenterprise.com slash Time's Up. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are back with the Director of Community at Melio, Brent Harrelson. And Brett, I wanted to ask you, since you were talking about the concept with Ron, uh, let's specifically talk about what are the goals of the Melio community? I'm curious as to what you guys have put in place there. That's, that's, a, that's a great question. I think um, people inside, and I think there's, there's kind of two levels here. One, uh, there are the primary level would be for business owners, entrepreneurs, that are using Melio, the the primary goal here of the community is to to find success together with Melio. And that's very broad. And and, and I think what that really equates to is, and and let's go two years into the future. It's not not completely built, but I foresee a, a period of time where someone like you, Ed, let's say that you wanted to start a taco stand or a taco truck and you choose Melio for your payments. The payment rails are to your vendors, but imagine a space where you're in an incredible community of other people and within within Melio and within the community, you can source all of the things you need for your restaurant right from the community. Not only can you source physical things, but you can also source questions. Has anybody done a taco truck on 4th and 5th or or anything like that? Or or who, who are you using to get your tortillas? All of these things, I think, is, is again, I'm tying this back into what we were talking about with Ron. It's about finding that higher level of success. It's about giving business owners and, and, and people tools and access to find all the success they want. This is, this is truly, business ownership is an adventure. It is an absolute wild adventure, and it's part trying to understand, learn and grow, taking this idea of doing something and maybe beta testing it and say, oh my gosh, I really can do this. And how exciting is that? And then betting your life on it, betting your livelihood on it. It's incredible. So how do we connect those people who are doing that and those that are struggling with those who may have had that similar struggle and connect them at the point where they need them 
And what better way to integrate people were for success or struggle when it than money? That's I mean, this is this is this, this is the intersection. Yeah, and no, it's really interesting because I, I have thought a lot about this over the, the last couple of years, and and I distinctly remember a conversation I had back probably twenty years ago with a with a person who was at an organization that sold software. This is you know back in the the days of uh, you know selling selling actually selling boxes of software to people, and he was he was saying and I was a, a partner organization of his, and he was saying that he he was struggling trying to to uh, help people internally understand that the people who knew the most about the product didn't work for the company. They actually worked for the partner organizations. And I corrected him. I said, no, you're even wrong there because it's not us. It's actually our customers <laughs> that actually know the most about the product. <laughs> you're 100% you're right. When when it comes to to Milio's, as, as some term, the power users, it's our professionals, it's our accountants, bookkeepers, trusted advisors, people who are, are using the software as an AP solution for their client or their using Melio to sync with QuickBooks to balance the books. They're in the software 24 seven and, and they know far more about the software probably than most people at the company. And they, they would even go toe to toe with product managers. It's, it's really incredible when we, when we go to these, when you go to these conventions and they get to talk to the product managers and they're having this crazy high level conversation. And, and, and literally so many times I've had one of the product managers say, Oh my gosh, I, uh, where is that, Emilio? Let's go look that up. Like it's so crazy. The, you're exactly right, Ed. You're exactly right. And the the question then becomes is, and I, I, I would guess that trying to capture some of that knowledge from the, the the customers is what the community is all about. One of the things that I think that that communities struggle with, and I'd be curious as to to your reaction to this, is even if you capture that. How do we get it out to someone else who has that same problem when they might not go about thinking of the search criteria or whatever it is that it, it are, are going to allow you to find that piece of information? That's the biggest struggle, I think, is, is yes, we can capture that knowledge, but how do we get it out to the, the, the right people um, and reinterpret it for, for those who really need it? So there are two questions there. Mm -hmm. First question, product being a piece of the community or a large part, I would say depending, it depends on the product, depends on how connected people are going to be to it. And, and for corporate communities, similar to what, you know, similar to, to what we're building at Melio, I think there are two tracks. One track is product to community and there's feedback and there's all of that. And then the second track is person to person, which transcends the company and more is about more focused on really why are they using the software or the service and what's their end game goal? It's that conversation. That's the success track conversation, success track conversation. And to your other question, what's interesting is when you use online spaces and, and software's gotten way more sophisticated now, but in, on the marketing side of things, we may think that people are searching for something having to do with ACH deposits or sending checks. But inside of a community, they're going to use their own lingo and they're going to ask questions to each other. And what topics they're using to start a thread or however they're wording their phrases to ask the community, that's what you pay attention to because that's what someone of equal status is going to be searching for. So when they start having these online conversations, it becomes an uh, SEO engine 
crazy craziness. So, and we, as, as a company or as an entity, you can pay attention to how they're communicating and the language they're using, because that's kind of their lingo, right? And then you can start to address your own internal com, uh, content and outreach to sort of match what you're seeing their conversations. Yeah, well, I think what 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 impressed me about this, and I have another memory from again about twenty years ago. I had a I had a Sony TV, <laughs> I had a Bose uh, a theater, home theater system, and and I forget what type of receiver, you know, Ankyo, whatever, something, and I couldn't couldn't get the thing to be hooked up properly. Well, I went to each of their different websites because there were websites, could find nothing on it. But then I found, I forget, some community where, no, 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 they, they had brought all of these pieces together. And I thought it was amazing that I couldn't find the answer to the question on any of the company sites. But, but instead, the answer was out on this other community site that had nothing to do with any of the companies. So that's got to be a struggle then, too, for you guys to make. How do we capture that stuff that do- doesn't even come into us? Well, yes and yes and no. You want all those other other places conversation because that's that's really interesting and then it's it's easy because we want to go be a part of that and what's interesting is that RCA and Bose really should have re- I would have suggested reaching out to those communities it's probably called tech nerds or tech geeks or something like that right, right. <laughs> but the, but the, but the real conversation here is why do people why would someone for free go on that site and give you support when they are not affiliated with RCA or Bose now that's that's the interesting conversation. So how do you build a community in a way that encourages those that have knowledge to share with those that don't have knowledge? And what's the reward for them? And is it a social reward? Is it a, is it a upvote like a, like a Reddit or, or what's, what's, what's the, what's the carrot there? That's interesting. So, so these conversations are going to happen and it's not it, it's clearly it's, it's not Melio's place uh, as, as community to to own the space. We want to be the hub. We want to be the, the conduit, the connector of business owners so they can find higher levels of success. We provide an incredible service, an incredible product, and it's free. And how do we go help other businesses in other in other ways? Our our, our internal um, creed is keeping small business in business. How do we go forth and do that, Ed? And a lot of that is reaching out to those entities that exist. And, and I've done this with many organizations and simply ask, what, what can I do to help you? What are you struggling with right now? What can I do to help? What, what can we do? Let's do yeah. something fun. Yeah. And the reward system is, is so interesting uh, with, with regard to this as well. You know, I was, um, the, the, a meme came up the other day about my, a, fr- a friend of mine posted, he said, it's, it's time, it's, it's the time of year for a fictitious football team to, to dictate my mental health for the next several months. And that's, just, that's so true. And what he's talking about is his fantasy football team. Yes. <laughs> And they're like, so what's there, there? There seem to be like a lot of rewards for that, but people are really connected to it. <laughs> they, they, they really are, and it's, it's, it's incredible. Some of the things that that people do and share with these, with these, even fantasy football leagues, but still, even that idea is 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 incredibly. I think it's, I think it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's 
it's it's weird. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't fully get it, but I participate, but I don't fully get I don't immerse myself as others do. But that's that's fine. Well, we're up against our, our, our break. Want to remind you that you can contact Ron or me by sending an email to ask TSOE at verisage.com. Of course, the website is The Soul of Enterprise, where you can see show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. We do have a Patreon channel that is sponsored by 90 Minds. If you need a mind and find a mind at 90minds.com, at a certain level uh, at our Patreon, you can get shout outs like Geraldine Carter did with Business Strategy for CPAs podcast. You can find her at geraldinecarter.com. But right now, a word from our sponsors. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever listened to an online radio show that changed your life? I'm required to say that I have. Have you ever stopped listening to an online radio show because the commercials were mind-numbingly repetitive? Of course you haven't because you're here right now. Look, you don't have to listen to me anymore. There's a commercial-free version of this show, and it only costs $10 a month. And for $15 a month, you get no commercials plus bonus content. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE, subscribe now, and be free. You're worth it. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Class. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here with Brett Harrelson, the Director of Community at Melio. And Brett, you know, this has been such a fascinating conversation. Um, but when you talk about the power of community, I, you know, I think a Linux, I think a Wikipedia, remember everybody said, oh, Wikipedia will never work. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. Do, do you think that you need to pay for a community in order to keep the jerks out, but also just to make it valuable? I mean, outside maybe of like Melio's community, because they're they're obviously purchasing your product and they have that. But I'm just talking about in general, do you get more value if you pay to be part of a community? Because I think about some online communities that are worthless because they're free, maybe. I don't know. What's your take? An interesting value prop. Um, I can tell you. So just in, in, in short, the answer right off the cuff is no, you do not have to pay to have value inside of a community. Um, there are communities that are that are gated and do have paywalls. Typically those communities are 
based around one person's expertise and they nurture the group. That's typically what I've seen as far as, as far as paywalls and, and, and things like that. I, I, I think there are, I know there are multiple communities that exist that are incredibly valuable to the people that are there. There are communities for single mothers. There are communities for minority business owners. There are communities for people who are struggling with different things and, and different variations of any kind of thing you can think of at different places in their life. Right. And all it takes is one incredibly amazing person over the internet to touch you when you need it most and it changes your life. You cannot put a value on community just based on a lot of the surface things. It's that, and that's a whole nother discussion is, is, is what is the value of your community and how do you gauge it? But oftentimes I, I know, I know of the people that have found a home in the places I've created. I know there is no price you can put on that. So, so off the cuff, no, you do not have to pay to be a part of something valuable, but there are lots of things that are free and, and it depends. And I guess it kind of goes back to the conversation we were talking about a little bit during the break about it depends on the purpose of the community and is what's is is the is the community but the person who's steering the community or the group that's steering the community is it for personal gain or is it for the community itself when you have a community led community it's a very different experience and a lot of the communities that i've joined or been a part of it's very self-serving it's very top down it's 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 not it's not community driven or community led or managed. Does that answer your question? Yes. No, that's fantastic. I, I love what you said to add. I think when you said a community, uh, building a community, maintaining it, nurturing it, it's an art. And, you know, we're kind of anti MBA around here, but I've got this, I've got this feeling that the things that aren't measurable are the most important things in your life, like your marriage and trust and commitment and the love for your children and things like, I mean, and it seems like community is very difficult to measure. And I like that ambiguity about it. There, well, there are some measurable aspects. You can, there's, there's, there's member count. There's how many threads have been answered, how many deflections from support, how many, there's so many things you can measure, but I, I, I can't, I can't tell you how, I, how immeasurable it is for someone else's feeling of belonging. That's right. an immeasurable, that's an immeasurable number, but it is so critical. And, and, and all of the things you're kind of talking about, in my opinion, are kind of the, the things worth playing in life. There's only three games. It's health, wealth, and happiness. Those are the three games worth playing in this life, in my opinion. And luckily for me, my profession really is two of those. So I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. That's cool. Yeah. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Um, okay. So obviously you're excited about community. That's really cool. What other technology gets you excited since you're, you know, in a leading edge technology company? So I love the innovations. I, I, I love the, the technological innovation that Melio's providing business owners. It is the 
Ron, it's the wild west out there. If you own a business, and, and many years ago, I, I was a partner at an IT consulting firm. So I had to go find hardware and somebody, this this company only wanted checks and this company only wanted ACH or this company only only wanted uh, another kind of payment. And and I really only wanted to pay with my credit card. I didn't want to have to go through all of this and, and all these steps. And it was just, it was just the wild west. The innovation that I love that Melia really has really been the hero of for small businesses is they sort of bring the chaos. They kill the chaos. They, they bring order to the chaos out there. You want to pay with your credit card? No problem. Oh, you're, this person that is receiving your payment doesn't want a credit card. They don't want ACH. They want to check it, whatever. Melio's the middleman. You pay how you want and your vendor gets to get paid the way they want to get paid. Right. I think, I think that is incredible. But when you ask me about technology, I would be a poor human if I wasn't 100% true and say that I am a huge fan of Bitcoin. Mm. That's an amazing technology. Now, is it the Bitcoin? Is it the blockchain? Or is it both? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. These are these are not new technologies. Nothing that Bitcoin does is there's no real no new technology there. What it does is it brings multiple technologies together in a way that is very new and revolutionary. And I would almost say that Melio does the same thing. People are paying by credit card every day, right? It's, that's, that, there's nothing new there. People are getting paid by check or writing checks. But what Melio does is it takes all the technology and gives you something new with it, a new innovation, which is pay how you want, get paid the way, and, and, and your vendor can get paid the way they want to. doesn't matter. So it's sort of a, 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 an amalgamation of really cool technology in a new way. And that's what that's what gets you about Bitcoin. I mean, it, it, are you excited by the fact that it takes out the middleman, the government? We don't need this intermediary institution to validate transactions that we can send money across the world easier. I mean, what what specifically from an application standpoint excites you about Bitcoin? It is. I think it for, for the fact that it is. There are zero barriers to entry. It is an open source network that anyone in the world at any time can connect and participate in. It is not managed by any central authority. It has its own rhythm. It has its own difficulty adjustment. It has its own having cycles. And it is the purest form of ownership ever invented in our and that we've ever seen in the world. There is, there is no other digital asset that is anywhere close to this. And, and, and specifically speaking, decentralized, unowned, there's no CEO of Bitcoin. You can't call somebody, right? You, you can't. Right. It's, an open, it's an open monetary network. I can send you $5 instantly anywhere in the world, and no one in the world can stop me. That is the closest we've ever come to money. It is the thing, right? When you buy, when you buy a stock of, of, of a company, if you, if you were to buy a stock of, uh, of, of Apple, that's not, that's not the device. You're not buying an iPhone or a whatever, whatever. You're, 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 you're buying a piece of the company in hopes that in the future it is higher, it makes higher revenue or, or, or goes up, right? 
Bitcoin is the entity. It is the thing. When you own even a fraction of a Bitcoin, which is called a Satoshi, if you own five sats, you own it. That's that's incredible. And, and it is, yes, it uses blockchain technology from me to send to you. It, it's all it's all there. It's it's widely it's, it's it's legible. You can see everything. There's there's no hiding and 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 creating money. There's no creating money. It's right. limited. Anyway, I like that's just that's just revolutionary if you think about it. It is. It is. I, it blows my mind. I, I, I'm not a skeptic at all about it, but there are people out there that are, you know, they think it's a house of cards or a Ponzi scheme. What about autonomous vehicles, Brett? Where, where are you on that? Autonomous vehicles. You know, that's really interesting. Uh, I, I, I think one of the coolest things I think I ever, I ever saw was a software update from Tesla that improved the braking speed by X percent. That just blew my mind. An over-the-air patch. I I I think autonomous vehicles will be probably more prominent in the future. I think it is a convenience. It's all about time for a lot of people and the ability to sit in the backseat of your own car and work or have a phone call or text or whatever gives you back more time. Me, I'm a driver. I love to drive. I don't want an autonomous vehicle. I want to, I love to drive, Ron. Amen. Me too. I'd never do it. I'd never do it. I love to drive. Um, how about this? We talk a lot here about the subscription economy, subscription business model, because Brett, the reason I like it so much is because it's more relational than transactional. Where where do you see the subscription economy? Do you think we're going to continue to see it boom as it's been for the last eight years or so? Oh, I I I don't think the subscription model is going anywhere. I think it's probably only going to grow, and I think it's going to grow into new areas. And I was talking to a friend just today about the new iPhone and how I was I am anticipating in the coming year or two. That I mean, right now I can I can go into the Apple upgrade program and I can I can get my phone one a brand new phone every year for X a month and I can upgrade and change. Why is that just not a service? So I think subscriptions going to go into that direction. I think you're going to see something really interesting, which could which could be subscription service for digital products, physical products, and I think that's a great thing for companies too because it gives you so much more oversight of how much you're actually making, what your income's going to be. Like you, you know what your sales are going to be. You know what your sure. income's going to be on the next month. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of that, a lot of that grow. Well, you're a driver. You must have heard of Porsche Drive. No, I, I'm not familiar with Porsche Drive. Porsche Drive is their subscription program for 3,500 bucks a month. You can have access to a fleet of seven different models white glove treatment they'll swap out at your at your discretion you can swap out as much as you want was it silver doing that as well um don't know silver but porsche's been doing it and they've expanded it tremendously it started in two or three cities now That's it's up incredible. to 12, 12 or 13 yeah check it out there's an app but you can go online too and just uh, check out porsche drive but here's the killer thing about it Brett: 80 percent of the people who have signed up for it are new to the brand 
<laughs> and, and my question yeah. is, what are they going to be driving for the rest of their life? Because, you know, their population of customers, let's face it, are dying off, you know, and so like Harley Davidson, you know, so they had to re-energize the brand. And I think this is doing it for them. It's really exciting. You can also get a single uh, single car subscription as well for, for cheaper. But uh, yeah, check out Porsche Drive. I think you'd really like it. Well, Brett, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Ed's going to take you the rest of the way home. Uh, and folks, I'd like to remind you, if you want to contact me or Ed, send us an email to asktsoe at verisage.com. Check out our Patreon channel, as Ed mentioned. Uh, that's patreon.com slash tsoe. That's sponsored by 90 Minds. It's a matter of mind. Check them out at 90 Minds. And now a word from our sponsor and Ed's employer, Sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Sage provides accountants with compliance, reporting, and analytic solutions to do more for their clients. These solutions include education programs such as the Sage Accountants Network Client Advisory Service Program. This program delivers the tools to create, package, price, market, and deliver additional services to clients, increasing your profitability and delivering more value to your clients. Let Sage help you grow your business by visiting sageaccountantsnetwork.com. Have you ever been so annoyed by a commercial for a $5 ebook that you were willing to pay $10 to never hear it again? I sure have. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. Over the last several years, you've come to hate me, and I hate me too. By now, you know that for $5, you can get a copy of Ron and Ed's book. What you might not know is, for twice that much every month for forever, you can stop hearing me plug Ron and Ed's book, which totally makes sense, like the Diamond Water Paradox. Go to patreon.com slash TSOE and subscribe today. Please, for the love of God, make it stop! Hey folks, Ed here. Ron is far too modest to tell you about his new book with Paul Dunn, so I'm just going to have to go ahead and do it. Scheduled to release on December 8th, Time's Up, the subscription business model for professional firms, is going to rock the world like the firm of the future did two decades ago. While you can't get the book until December, you can join the pre-order club by buying the book and sending us your receipt. Benefits start in August and will continue through February. For more details, visit thesoulofenterprise.com slash Time's Up. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. And we are here on The Soul of Enterprise with Brent Harrelson talking all kinds of technology now. And uh, Brent, wanted to get your your, your, your thoughts on this. Um that we, we've talked about the positive aspects of, of community and, and perhaps some of the negative. Any any thoughts on what Twitter is going to, to, to do with regard to the, you know, do you think that the, the, the transaction is going to happen with Musk? Is he going to be forced to do it? And what do you think about this this whole notion of that what whatever percentage of the, the Twitter accounts are bots out there? Um, that's a, a, a huge challenge for, for, for what's happening. That's that's really interesting. Yes, we've been nerd raging out pretty good here, and I gotta say, I've, I've been I've been enjoying it. Um, 
That's really interesting. I, I, I think the biggest problem for Twitter is, is bots. And um, there was a very interesting, a very interesting app surface right during the middle of the pandemic uh, called Clubhouse, which is, it's a voice, it's like voice mm-hmm. chat rooms, right? There's no text. You just go in and you actually start talking to people. And it was really interesting to, to be a part of that early on and see so many incredible conversations. I'm tying that into Twitter because Twitter has sort of copied that and it's called Spaces. So you can, on Twitter, you can go into Spaces and it's it's a live chat room with people. And that's that's really interesting. I think what, for community, Twitter's probably their best play is to create a way for people to self-identify and congregate in areas that are more appealing and interesting to them. But I, I, I also think, now you talk about the bad part of community. I also think that's very dangerous because depending on the feed, because the more we isolate ourselves to what we want to see, the less we're influenced by people who see things differently. And we, 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 I, I don't want to be in an echo chamber. I want someone who has a different opinion to say, hey, Brett, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see that. I think this, because that's how we grow as people. And if we don't listen, you're not, you're never going to solve an argument over Twitter for, for gosh sakes, that's never going to happen. But you do not want to isolate yourself from differing opinions or you'll become in an echo chamber and, You'll only see what what you identify with, which I I think a lot of social media has has done. I don't even know if I answered your question, Ed. Uh, well, it's a it, challenging to think is 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 what's going to happen from a, a Twitter perspective. But I agree with you that on this is you know no one settles an argument on Twitter or Facebook, but. Yet at the same time, we we had you know back in the 2016 election, people saying, "Well, it was it was because of the the, the Russians and what they were doing on Facebook." And like, really, did any of your friends <laughs> look at a post on Facebook and go, "Oh man, I'm not voting for Clinton anymore. I'm voting for Trump." <laughs> like, really? But and but it but but somehow a, a Russian bot did sway people. I, I you know I I really had a tough time squaring that circle. So do you want to take a shot for me? Help me out. So I, I, I can tell you, I voted because of a meme. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's how sound I am in my voting practice. <laughs> I'm very meme driven. I feel like uh-huh. uh, best meme wins, that kind of thing. That's that, it. yeah. it's, it's a constant contest. It's, it's king of the hill. <laughs> and as far as Elon Musk, man, he's great at Twitter. He knows exactly. He knows he knows the troll game real well. Mm-hmm. And it's very... If nothing else, it's very entertaining. And uh, former President Donald Trump was quite good at Twitter as well. So he knew the troll game probably better than any of them. So it's I don't know whether Elon Musk will take Twitter or not. I, I don't I don't think it will happen. I, I I think there was a provision in the contract that it, it was he would be willing to buy as long as there was a percentage that were not bots. I don't remember if it was 10 or 20, but I. I think since then it's kind of leaked that it's actually it's substantially higher than that. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's actually working its way through the court system in Delaware right now in the Chancery Court. So it's it's pretty fascinating to see what'll happen. But uh, anyway, I but, but I'll uh, I'll contrast uh, Musk versus Trump on Twitter and get your get your reaction to. It. We've only got a few minutes left. Might as well talk politics, right? Um, and it's it's really not the political side. It's really more the the, the social media side. I think that that Musk knows the game and is intentional about it. Like he goes, it, 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 that like that's his thought. Whereas Trump 
just seems to be if there's a, the the social media equivalent of an idiot savant. It, 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 like I don't think he actually consciously says, "Okay, here's what I'm going to do to stoke the fire." Whereas I think Musk does that. I think Trump just was, and it just did. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, but but come on, man. Musk is is using old technology, flying uh, spaceships around, landing. Uh, used parts this is it's, i mean this but this guy totally has can have as much troll status as he wants because he's actually doing something and he's building amazing technology in his cars literally we're betting uh, uh, we're going to go to the moon we're going to go to mars and it's going to be musk and that is so cool there's nothing he is literally our version real life version of tony stark so i i think it's incredible so when he when he does say something i think you're right i he is a little leading and he's 10 steps ahead of you when he says when he tweets something because it takes a while to catch up to where he's trying to take you. That's how smart the guy is. But it, it, well, it, it, is he building is he bu- and he's built communities? I think that that's the other thing that I think that's important to note about Musk. I mean, yes, not just the thing that he's done on on Twitter, but that the Tesla community, Greg, our, our, our social media guy, will we, we, we will you know do a, a Tesla update because we both have them. <laughs> But uh, it, he's he's built a community around that. And I, I, I suppose it was intentional. I mean, I don't know your thoughts about that. Well, I'm not sure of the origin story, but I think company I think companies that pay close attention to the company, uh, the, the communities that they can build around themselves and more importantly, towards a higher towards a higher goal. I think those companies will last longer in the future and they have a lot more leeway with product when you when you construct that way and and you've got to look at what what musk is doing and that that also creates a lot of fanboys right but i think there's so much more to it than 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 just a car there's modifications to it if you press certain buttons the car plays a song and it opens up and, and I, don't, I don't remember those there's some something that the tesla does but people can modify and do certain things so he he gives keys to community to create incredible things. So I'm not sure if it was in, if it just sprung up or 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 the origin, but I, mm-hmm. I'm sure people people want to know the latest updates coming for the car, and and that's a product thing. But but also it's it's more than that. I'm sure they're sure there's Tesla meetups. Let's all go oh. charge together. <laughs> Well, there's yes, and he does have a tendency to you know name things after his users. There's a thing on in the car called Joe Mode. So, which we we don't have time to explain, but it's but but it is pretty interesting That's that he's brilliant. pulled that stuff together. Yeah. Um, well, Brett, we've only got about a minute left. I, I just want to want to ask you this last question: What's what do you think? What's on the the, the horizon of, of a technology that we haven't talked about? Is there something else that you want to just just share with the world? Oh. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of things. Oh, which one to pick? Wait, wait, wait. You only got a bit a minute. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you something that personally has me a little excited. All right. Is the integration with the new iPhone and satellites in a very intuitive way. And hmm. I wonder, I wonder how long it's going to be before we actually have sat phones for real that actually mm-hmm. work with things like, since we're on the topic of Musk, things with satellites where we have sat phones, where the data comes, that's, that, that, that comes from the sky. How incredibly interesting would that be where we're completely disconnected? It could be anywhere globally. Mm-hmm. 
like disconnected from cell towers. I mean, but, but yeah, connected globally. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. Well, Brett, thanks so much for, for being a guest on the show. Really appreciate it. Ron, what do we got coming up next week? Next week, Ed, we have Scott Linsencomb from Cato. So folks, get out your bingo cards and make sure the Jones Act and the Dredging Act are on them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'll see you in 167 hours. This has been the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy, sponsored by Sage, building experiences that connect, remove friction, and deliver insights. Join us next week, folks, on Friday at noon Pacific time. In the meantime, check us out at soulofenterprise.com. Also, you can contact me or Ed at asktsoe at verisage.com. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a great weekend. Find out what's happening.